We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now certainly there are some promises in the Bible that are after you get to heaven, but we're talking about the general promises of the blessings of Abraham that has come to the body of Christ and is ours now. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He will supply our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus as we activate and give life to those words. Now, the first phase of speaking what God said, doing a little more than causing faith to come, and programming your heart, your mind, and filling your heart with the Word of God. Now, see, there's not a whole lot of power there. Now, listen to what I'm going to tell you, because it'll help you. There's not a whole lot of power in the confession of God's Word at the beginning stage. It's more or less causing faith to come. It is coming. Every time you say it, your faith will grow a little stronger in that particular promise. Now, as you speak that promise over and over, proclaim it, you begin to believe it's stronger because the faith is coming. Not only that, you're renewing your mind to the Word of God. See, you having to unlearn unbelief. You don't just walk around someday and say, I'm just going to quit this unbelief and just pull it off like a coat and throw it down. You just don't do that. When you spent 20 years training yourself to doubt, (laughs) you're not going to get rid of it in five seconds. It's a process. And the things that you've learned down through the years and believed down through the years, some of them you learned in Sunday school. And some of them shouldn't have been taught in Sunday school. Some of them weren't taught in Sunday school. You just picked up some Sunday school ideas. (laughs) You just read between the lines. And you thought God was against you, but if you could be good enough, then God would finally answer your prayer. But that's not it at all. You thought you was trying to talk God into something. But no, God's already said yes to the promises in His Word. Now, God's Word is filled with the faith. That Word is alive. It is a living promise. Now, in this Bible, in this book... It'll not do a thing for you as long as it stays in these pages of this book. You see, you could take this New Testament down to the hospital. You could open it up to 1 Peter 2.24, the great healing scripture, and lay it on some individual that's sick and lay there for six weeks, and he won't get healed because you laid the Bible or the promise on him. But yet that word is alive. It's a living substance. It is powerful, but it must be activated by your voice or by the individual. That's the way you release faith. Faith comes by hearing God's Word, speaking God's Word. So it has to be activated. You have to breathe life into it. Now, God's Word is the life force. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Now, for years, people thought that the soul and the spirit were the same. The only way that you can divide them is through the Word of God. The Word of God divides them. There's a division there. And the joints and the marrow is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Now notice says in his sight. Speaking of the word of God, it uses a personal pronoun. In his sight. God's word is alive. And when you read it, when you speak it, it reveals to you what you are. And it'll manifest what you are. I believe it was James and the Apostle Paul mentioned the fact that the Word of God worked like a mirror. It shows you what you are. It don't take you long to turn over there to 1 Corinthians 13 chapter and read the great love chapter and draw your picture right away because it talks about how we should walk in love. And as you read what the Word says about it, see, it discerns the thoughts and intents of your heart. The things that you did, did they measure up to that? If they didn't, then it has discerned the thoughts and intents of your heart. And it's revealed it openly to you, just as if you looked in a mirror. So God's Word is alive. It is a living substance. It reveals and it speaks. It's full of life. God's Word is powerful. Now, if we learn to use God's Word and to line our words up with God's Word, then we have a link that will bring back together the thing that was in the beginning, what God intended to happen in the beginning. When He created Adam, His tongue was hooked up to His Spirit. He spoke Spirit words. He communicated with God. The Bible says He walked and talked with God in the garden. The life force proceeding out of God, communicated with Adam, a living substance. God breathed the life into him. But see, when Adam sinned, he lost that fellowship with God and that intimacy through the Word. He walked and talked with him in the cool of the day, the Bible says, or in the breeze of the day. When he sinned, then he got his tongue hooked up to his head. Now, of course, I know that his tongue was originally hooked to his spirit. It might have been hooked to both. Because we know today that you can still have your tongue hooked to your head. (laughs) You can speak some things out of your head. But when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues, you get your tongue hooked back up to your spirit, where you can speak spirit language again. And the Word of God then becomes alive within you, a living substance. It calls the power of God to flow within your words. If you would tame the tongue, and I think this is where probably most people have the problem is disciplining the tongue. The Apostle Paul said, present your bodies to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Well, the tongue is a part of the body, and it's the last member that we are to give up. Someone said, what good is all that tongue talking anyway? What's all that jabbering good for? Well, the Bible says that he speaketh not unto men, but unto God. There's a communication of life there. Now, God's Word, in book form, then, is dormant. It's alive, it's living, but it's just there. It's not really performing anything in book form. But when you get it inside you, then the way you get it inside you is begin to speak it to get it in there. The first phase of getting God's Word in you is speaking it. That's why the Apostle Paul says it's in your mouth first and then in your heart. See, he was referring to a scripture in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, where the 
writer there says, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. He said, it's not in heaven that you'd go up and get it and cause it to come to you, or go beyond the sea and get it and bring it to you that you may hear it and do it. He said, the word is very nigh you. It's as close to you as getting it in your mouth and in your heart. Now, this is important that we understand that God's word, when it was spoken, was powerful. It still hadn't lost any of its power. That word is still as powerful as it was. I remember something the Spirit of God said to me years ago. I was praying in the Spirit, and he said, My word has not lost its power. And he said, My word is not void of power. But he said, My people are void of speech. In other words, when the Word of God promises healing or health or prosperity, he said, The word is not limited in its power to bring that. He says, my people are limited in their speech. They speak as the world speaks. Doubt and unbelief, and they speak the words of the enemy. Instead of proclaiming what I said. He said, even as there is creative power in my word, that comes forth as you speak it to cause the manifestation of that promise in your life. He said, even so is there evil power present in the words of the enemy to afflict and oppress everyone that speaks them. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. He said, if you speak the words the enemy speaks, then there's power in the enemy's word to afflict and oppress you. That's where he gets his power. He gets it out of your mouth. See, the devil knows that God said that you can have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. He knows he can't stop Mark 11, 23 from working because it's a fact. It's a law. So what he has to do is to convince you to use it in reverse, to proclaim sickness, disease, poverty, problems of life. That's why the Apostle Paul says, whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, if there be any good report of it, he said, think on these things. Because, you know, words are really thoughts spoken. And when you think on good things, you're going to speak some good things. That's the reason you can't talk sickness and disease and live in health. You can't talk poverty and defeat and be successful. Because you're releasing forces out of your mouth that either work for you or against you. Now, see, you can stay around people for just a little bit and you can locate them. Because they'll start talking. And when they talk, they're going to talk what they believe. And the more they talk what they believe, the more they believe what they talk. (laughs) And their believing gets stronger. Now, whether they're talking faith, healing, health, prosperity, or sickness, disease, and destruction, doesn't matter. The same law works. He's going to eventually have what he is saying. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, this is the last day for DVD offer number 7884. We've offered it all this week. It's entitled, The Intent of the Word. It's a 96-minute DVD for $20 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $25. 
it deals with the fact that you have to understand the intent of the word to get the true meaning of what Jesus said and what others said in the Bible. So many people just say, well, you know what the Bible said. Paul said there's none righteous, no, not one. Well, now Paul was quoting an Old Testament scripture. And in the Old Testament, that's what it says. And it says, our righteousness is as filthy rags. But then the apostle Paul went on to say, whatsoever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. In other words, he is telling you the intent of what was said under the Old Covenant, that there was none righteous under the Old Covenant, like there is righteousness under the New Covenant. Then he went on to teach that the righteousness of God is now manifest. And he talks about how you become the righteousness of God. We receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we become the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, it's not our righteousness, it's His righteousness. So when Paul said, well, there's none righteous, no, not one. <laughs> that is a statement in the Bible. And that's only under the Old Covenant. Now, why was the law given? To show us that we need a Savior. To show us that we need to come to Christ. Once faith has come, we're no longer under the law because righteousness comes by faith and not by works. So Paul is talking about this in Romans, the third chapter. Then he goes on to talk about that we are the righteousness of God. Yes, they are some righteous. So don't just take a scripture out of context. That's offer number 7884, the intent of the word, 96-minute DVD for $20 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $25. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area. Word is working,